What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Welcome to the show. We got the Hollywood and Marco show. I'll get a different introduction, man. I've been working on it all day. I got my compadre right here. Marco, what's up, man? How you doing, Hollywood in the house? Okay, get off my nuts. But no, that was a good introduction. <laughs> wow, I'm try up. to throw you a softball and then you get to talk nuts two seconds into the show. Unbelievable. It's me, man. If I'm not talking shit, it ain't just, uh, it's not Hollywood, man. <laughs> uh, we got a special guest tonight on our Whiskey Women. And guess what? We got your favorite biker from TikTok. Now, this is an awesome guy, man. I watch him all the time. He makes me laugh. He makes me pay attention. He is on TikTok. Uh, what do you think, Marco, about our guest, man? I like him, man. He's uh, I started following him a while ago on TikTok, actually before I even had a TikTok channel, and uh, he covers a lot of ground. Uh, you know, he doesn't just talk about motorcycles, he talks about life. Uh, he's got a lot of followers, and uh, he's putting out content each and every day. So I, I really like uh, the space that we're in. There's a lot of people that uh, that contribute in different ways, you know what I mean? They have different styles, and, and, uh, and they do it on different platforms, and I really love the fact that we can all kind of come together on one stage and uh, and, and highlight somebody doing some good things. He actually has a, a little campaign going on in his TikTok channel, right? Now. I'm sure we're going to get into it. It's a pretty cool idea, and a lot of people are jumping on board. So it's sort of like the knuckle up uh, in the in the MC, in the you know in the in the biker world, and uh, he's doing uh, deuces. So it's pretty cool. Shoot a deuce, man. Shoot, Shoot a deuce. deuce. And if you want, you actually can uh, talk to him. We'll give a call in number and all that good stuff. But let's bring in Gray, also known as your favorite biker, baby. What's hey, up? Hey. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I watch you all the time. Love your content, and I uh, can't wait to get into this today. Marco, it's great to see you. Much Good love. Good to see you. Much love. Yeah, Good yeah. to see you. My first question is going to be one that has been boggling my mind ever since I've been watching you. You were one of the first TikTokers I followed, actually. I love your content as well. But is that a fucking hotel you're in, or is that your indoor pool? Where? What? What is the backdrop? Because you do your lives in front of this pool, and I'm always like, dude, is that in that dude's house? Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the pool is in the house. Um Nice. I searched high and low for a house like this. There was not a lot of them in Texas. So, yeah, we're actually still remodeling it. But, yeah, that's no, a swimming pool. Yeah. You need a swimming pool down in Texas, especially in the hot weather and stuff like that. It's, like, so hot down there. The devil needs lemonade in the summertime. Uh, right. But let's, let's get into you now. You have this new movement, Shoot a Deuce, and I seen it today on TikTok. I was like, kick ass, man. That's just like the knuckle up with uh, four for the road. So the more out there, the better. Let's get yeah. into that. And then we'll get into your riding experience and we'll have some fun. Right on, right on. Well, the shoot a deuce, the shoot a deuce campaign is all about showing respect and, and, uh, and trying to spread a little bit of peace and love. Right. And so the way we, the way we describe it, uh, me and my followers is when you see somebody shooting a deuce up real high, right? That means I'm, I'm here to just party and ride. I'm trying to show you some respect, shoot a deuce back at me, man. And if, if there's a problem, man, just don't shoot me off my bike, right? I mean, we're <laughs> out here shooting deuces. I, I would much rather just pull over. Not everybody's going to get along. Sometimes you got to pull over and just, and do a little hands up fist to cuffs, but, but all of this gun violence, it's, it, we're condemning it. With the Shoot a Deuce campaign, we are condemning the gun violence in the motorcycle club world. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. And I know you're going to be trying to get some merch out there. And when you do, you were talking about uh, giving it to a charity like uh, gun violence or something like that as far as the charities work. Talk a bit about yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. We've already got some merch up. Um, I haven't advertised it a whole lot, but we do have some stuff up and I'm, I'm actively looking for a charity. I don't think I've got what it takes to really start one, but I want to find one that has to do with gang violence, uh, gun violence, victims of gang violence, something like that. I'm, I'm just not 100 percent sure yet. So I've, I've got to figure out a good, reputable, honorable charity that I can get with for this campaign. Now, what got you into and what where'd you come up with the idea that it's called Shoot a Deuce? Where did that come Shoot from? You know, it just kind of came to me in meditation. I have been I've been trying to figure out a way to spread some real peace and love, man. 
I, and I, I know it sounds corny and ridiculous, but but I really have been just trying to figure out a way. I've had so many brothers that I've had to bury and that I've watched go to jail and prison. And, and I'm just tired of it, man. And, and when I was coming up on the scene, there were certain rules that, that, that applied and we just didn't do certain things. And, and I'm just trying to get people back to the old ways, man, where, where we're just spreading peace and love out here instead of all the violence. You know, mm-hmm. now you said uh, meditation. Are you a practicing uh, meditation as far as Buddhists or is it just something that calms your mind? So I got into that when I was in the service. So I am a disabled veteran and uh, to control pain years ago, I got into meditation. And uh, and so to this day, I don't take any pain uh, pills at all. I, I never I don't even take a a Tylenol for, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I just, I got away from all of it. I use meditation and the power of the mind to, uh, to calm myself. And so, so that's where I come up with a lot of my content is through meditation. Yeah. Rock well, great. High. I watch you a lot on TikTok. Uh, first, thank you uh, for your service, man. We do appreciate uh, that. I love the veterans. But uh, so I know, did you, can you walk us through your TikTok journey? Did you just put a video up and then it went viral? Then you started adding on to it. How did you get caught up? How does a biker get caught up into TikTok? And, That's a good uh, question. <laughs> hey, it's a great, you know, I never, I promise you, I was never just like cruising down the road one day and going, <laughs> dude, fucking when I get home, I'm doing this TikTok thing. You know, this is happening. No. I never it wasn't how it went um i had uh i had my my little old lady right my old lady here at the house and she was hanging out around the pool and she was trying to be cute and um there was this deal going on on social media that i didn't know about and so she had her little girlfriend over here and they had a camera and they were videoing me and i was standing by the pool i think i was cleaning the pool and so they they come running in here and, and my old lady said something along the lines of you know, daddy, daddy, you'll, you'll never believe it. But the neighbor said I was, I was dressed like a stripper. I look like a stripper. And so I guess they're trying to get your reaction, right, as a husband. And so I just kind of looked at her and I said, well, somebody come get her. She's acting <laughs> like a whore. <laughs> and, so, and so they videoed it and it took off and the account got like 40,000 followers overnight. And so then they started telling me, you know, you can get paid doing this. And so I just started kind of randomly writing jokes and just putting content out. And so now with over 300,000 followers, it's coming. It's like a daily event for me. You know, it's something that I work on all the time. So it's come full circle. Have you, has your content sort of changed and and come around? If we go to like the old first couple, I always like to go to Joe Rogan's first podcast. I've never done it. Super fun. You got to go like 25 pages on, on YouTube, but you see like the first one and you're like, holy smokes. And then to see where you've evolved is, are you, have you evolved a lot yet? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I've got a better mic so you can actually hear my voice. Uh, I've got uh, lights. You know, if you look at my old stuff, you know, um, there was a lot of stuttering that went on, a lot of ums and, and all of that went on. And, uh, yeah, I, it took a lot of practice and, and working on speeches and just take after take after take to come up with a way to be in front of the camera that would get people's attention so that they would hear my message. You know, for example, when I play with my hair, that's a, everybody makes fun of me because I'm constantly, but, you know, people watch the channel because I play with my damn hair. I mean, that's, that, they see me stroking it or whatever, and, they, and they watch the channel. They want to see what I'm doing with my hair. But, but you know, little little techniques like that to just make people watch. I picked up a lot of that over the, over the last couple of years. I got to get some of your techniques here because one of the reasons why I watch, man, is you get into that preacher mode, as I call it, man. <laughs> Come on, you got to give us some of that. Well, you you can't get into that mode, Hollywood. You don't have hair. He's got hair. <laughs> the, the preacher mode. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it happens when I get really worked up and I get really passionate. Uh, I do tend to get I do tend to get kind of in a preacher mode, and I and I start kind of giving it to him. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I, I've been trying to keep my content more light, uh, just because we're getting closer to the election and all of that, and. And I really am more about trying to have fun and spreading 
spreading good vibes and that kind of deal. So I've been trying not to get on my soapbox too much. But, you know, there's certain things that you just have to do it for. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, you have your journey with TikTok, but uh, when you were in the back room, we were talking about when you first started writing. Tell us about that, because everybody gets stoked when you hear people, when they first start writing, how they Uh evolved within the scene, what they started writing with, what they write now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I first started riding, I was obviously I was a little kid riding on dirt bikes and stuff. But when I got on the scene, it was when I got out of the service. And uh, and my my wife at the time, she never would let me have let me have a motorcycle. Right. One of those deals. And so one day I just kind of said, screw it. And I'm like, I'm going to go buy a, a bike. I really want one. And so I did. And then before I knew it, I had three in the garage and I was kind of like, I'm right, you know, do what you want. Right. <laughs> and so we're not married anymore. You know, it didn't work out, but <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so there was a mom and pop club in the area that, that, uh, they kind of picked me up and it started because I had bought this old basket case shovel head and one of the guys in the club owned a shop and, uh, you know, I'll give them a shout out. It's, it's, it's custom cycle down in Texarkana. And so they helped me build this bike. And, you know, I was a, a veteran. I had just come home and I, and, uh, you know, I was kind of riding by myself a lot and they took me in. It was a real small club at the time. It's still a real small club, more like an, uh, it's a mom and pop, you know, three piece set though, uh, in a small town. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I ended up becoming the president of that club and ended up opening some chapters and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then I just, it, it evolved through the years. I ended up getting picked up by a 1% club and, uh, you know, we all know how that goes. And so I've been in a few clubs, you know, in my life. Uh, I even started a club once, uh, right. And so, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've, I've done all kinds of stuff on the motorcycle club scene. I've, I've seen a lot of shit. Yeah. So as a vet, uh, Gray, it, you yeah. know, because a lot of people, they sometimes ask, why so many vets in the biker scene? And was it yeah. camaraderie that you used to have in the military that got yeah. you to where you wanted to be into this scene? Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, the guys with that club were, um, a lot of them were veterans. And they, and it was, that was that camaraderie. They saw me, I was at a point in my life where I was kind of physically hurting and, and such forth. And, and they, they, um, you know, that camaraderie was good for me and it's still good for me. And being in a place where there's a lot of veterans and most of the guys, I think a lot of the guys I ride with are veterans. Uh, maybe not most anymore, but there was a time where I was in a crew where everybody was a veteran. And you, you, you do feel really comfortable and safe around people that are very like-minded like that. And, uh, and so it was, it was really easy for me to trans, trans, transition from living on a boat, you know, in the service and then, and then to hanging out at a clubhouse. It was like the same, <laughs> you know, it was the same type of mentality, just, you know, giving each other shit. The only difference is on the boat, you don't get to party. You got to wait till you pull into port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of curiosity, is uh, the club you started, is it still around? And if it's not, what, what was the name of it? No, it actually got absorbed. It actually got absorbed. And, then, and when I started it, we started with 13 members. We got blessings from the local clubs, the whole deal, and, uh, and did it right. And, uh, and it didn't last very long. I mean, I guess from the time it, we started it to the time it, it got absorbed was maybe just over a year, two years. But, uh, but the, but the guys voted, they wanted to be absorbed into this really big, you know, 1% club. So, so they voted on it and it, and it happened, but the name of the club was called the privileged, believe it or not. <laughs> and we, we called ourselves the privileged because we thought it was a privilege to ride up and down the road and, uh, and kind of live life how we wanted to, but we, we had a three piece set. Yeah. The the crowd asked what uh, boat you're on. I would I would have to say what ship you're on because none of them damn things are a boat in the navy. Yeah, you know. Well, I was in the Coast Guard and we called them boats. Yeah. <laughs> so so I was I was on a few different boats, but um, 
but the, I spent more time on the Cutter Vigilant down in uh, Florida than any of the other boats. Uh, but I was at a lot. I was on several different units before I got uh, discharged. Yeah. Now let's talk about the Coast Guard. That is awesome, right there. You know, yeah. You don't the you you guys are freaking crazy, man. You go into yeah. storms and stuff. What are you guys high? What? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, no, you know there was times where we wish we had something to drink. You know the the God's honest truth. I've seen, I've seen where where fifty percent of the crew is seasicking and can't eat. I've seen where where guys are are literally strapped to their beds at night, and myself included. Like your buddy will tie you to your bed with bungee cords so you don't fly out of the bed at night. Because yeah, you really are out there in hurricanes, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we would all sit around and talk about it. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, really. But you know, the 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 thing that stuck with me more than anything else, there was an old chief that that come up to us and he said, "Man, we're here and we're doing this so that so that everybody on the on the land doesn't have to, right? You're out here doing this to protect the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and and the United States of America and everybody that's there." And so remember when you get back that, that they all have the same freedoms that you have and, and they all have freedom of speech and, and all of that. And so that was one of the ways that we would kind of justify being out there was was uh, was was the fact that we were doing something nobody else would do. But it had to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, were you uh more towards the Gulf of Mexico, Atlantic, or were you up by Alaska? Because those guys in Alaska are crazy, man. No, they really are. In the Baltic and all that, they are unreal. No, I was in the Caribbean. Uh, I spent most of my time, um, you know, around uh, Cuba and, and Colombia and Florida, uh, all the little islands, the, uh, the U.S. Virgin Isles, the, uh, you know, the British Virgin Isles, the West Indies, all of that. I was I was all over the place. There's really there's probably not an island that you can name in the Caribbean that I haven't sat foot on and partied at. And that was that was my deal. We would go everywhere and, and uh, at least once, you know, just just to hang out. But no, nice. I enjoyed it. It was very rewarding. It was, uh, you know, I would do it again. I tried to get back in, but they <laughs> wouldn't let me. But, <laughs> What's the training know. In the Coast Guard, how difficult is it the, when you first step up in that boat in them kind of weather conditions? What kind of training do you need? Oh, man, you know, they really don't, at least back then, you know, what they call the old guard. They, you know, they, they really do. They call it the old guard. I've got a younger brother that went into the Coast Guard, too, and he kind of makes fun of me because they call it the old guard. Um, but when we did it, um, the Coast Guard's the smallest branch, first off. A lot of people don't realize that. And being the smallest branch, they're they're really picky with who they let in. And so you have to have really high test scores and really good physical fitness and all of that. Like they're really they're pickier than every other branch. And so before you get on the boat, about the only thing that anybody told me was, you know, for the week before, take Dramamine and, and get used to the motion. And and me personally, I had already been on a boat a lot in my life. I had been on boats most most of my life. And so it, I didn't even take the Dramamine. I did just fine. But, but yeah, most people have to take Dramamine to get ready for the motion sickness because you are going to bounce around. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking to uh, your favorite biker on TikToks. Make sure you follow him there. His name is Gray. Uh, I got two questions for you. I know you've been in, in clubs before. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, so the first question is, what, <laughs> what do your brothers say to you when they see you on TikTok? Do they give you a bunch of shit? And number two, <laughs> Uh, being on the radio my whole life, uh, you know, it, you're kind of a mini celebrity. So when I go out and meet people, they freak out. Give me your, give me your first. I know you from TikTok freakout story, but answer the uh, the brother one first. All right, all right. So the brother one, the brothers. Most of the brothers now, now most of the brothers are really enthusiastic and they're all groovy and they call me and like, man, I love your content. That was, but in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a different story. And there was definitely a lot of heckling. You know, I would show up places. I don't, if you remember, I did one about a scarf. I don't know, like last winter about how to properly put a scarf on. I show up to the clubhouse. Everybody's got a scarf on. <laughs> uh, 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 hey, 
look what we can do you and uh <laughs> no nah, they they do give me a little bit of shit but it's all in good fun i follow uh, a certain guideline so I, I get away with most of the stuff uh but as far as my first freak out story yeah i had a i got a good one for you i got a good one for you so so i rode the bike from texas to uh kansas i don't know about 18 months ago and uh in the middle of the night, me and the, it was only one of us, me and one other guy that rode down there. In the middle of the night, we, we went into this little pool hall. And it, it wasn't real big at all. And there might have been a dozen people there. And uh, we went in, and I, and I got myself a Shiner Bach and, and started my way to the, to the patio. And there was this dude that was just kind of constantly looking at me, right? And my <laughs> buddy noticed it. All right. And I know. And at first, like, I didn't know if he's trying to slip up on me. You know, I didn't know like, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what is even happening right now. But I noticed he just kept looking, kept looking. So finally, I'm like, my guy, like, you know, is, is there an issue? Like, do we need to talk? Like, what's going <laughs> down? And he goes, no, 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 it's nothing like that, man. Like, I know you probably think I'm a weirdo, but I got to know. Like, are you are you the guy from TikTok? <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's me. And he goes, no, nah, I just knew you thought I was a weirdo. And he said, no, no, I'm straight and everything, but can I buy you a beer? And, you know, <laughs> like, hey, yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he ended up hanging out and, uh, and we, yeah, we ended up drinking together all night. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't even remember the name of that bar, but yeah, up in Kansas. That's Sky, uh, Sky Astra says, uh, he, uh, she's a follower of yours on uh, TikTok, man. Real proud of uh, you over there, she says. And uh, Chris, it is your favorite biker over on TikTok. That's his channel name right there. Yeah, 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 your favorite biker. Yeah. Uh, I, Thank you, I got, I got a big question for you. What was your first rally experience like? The My very first rally? First yeah, the first rally or first party you ever w went to, what stuck in your mind? The thing that sticks in my mind, you know, that's a great question, man. Dude, because pro everybody's probably got that story, right? Where, so the, the first rally I went to with a club, there was a guy in our chapter, I'm not going to say his name, but he was, he was really a, like a wild child. You know, you got that. There's always that one guy in every chapter that <laughs> – that you got to kind of babysit, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I love him to death, but, but he would, uh, man, he'd get to party in and we would have to watch him. So we were all, we were in hot springs, Arkansas. And, uh, in those days I had real short hair and clean cut, you know, I didn't look like a biker at all. You know, I was fresh out of the service and, uh, and I'm standing there. I don't think I was a patch holder. I, I don't think I was, but I was standing there. And I noticed these police officers were like staring in my direction. And I, and I was trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. I looked behind me and my buddy is like trying to get his motorcycle, trying to get his leg over his motorcycle. Right. And so a couple of the women run out to him like, Hey, Hey, don't, don't get on the bike. There, you know, it's cops watching. You're obviously intoxicated. Come on, come on, come back in the bar. We'll get you around. He's, you know, he's really nah. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, get, get away from me. <laughs> and, uh, and so he gets on the bike, and, and we all kind of watch him. Well, we had yanked his plug wires so that he couldn't. There's no way he's going to start the thing, right? But, but he gets on it, and he, and he stands it up straight, and he goes to start it, and he just drops it. I mean, then we, <laughs> then we all feel like shit because we're like, oh, man, because now we, you know, we've done causing to drop his bike. But – the cops are sitting there watching, and they, they kind of giggle. They saw us take the plug wires. Well, so then he tries to pick it up again and drops it again. And, and at this point, the police come over to him, and they grab him up for public intox. But they didn't tow his bike, and uh, so we were pretty happy about that. you know. But, uh, but, yeah, that was my very first rally experience and, uh, and ended up dealing with bail bondsmen and, and all of that stuff. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> You know, sounds it, like sounds like a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, it was you know hung over in the middle of the night talking to a bell bottom. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you prefer to go to the bigger rallies or do you like the smaller weekend type of deals where you really get to let loose? Because that's one of my biggest problems at these big rallies is you really can't let loose because the cops are all over the place. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Like I, uh, 
I've in in recent years, I've gotten to where I just kind of go to club functions. Uh, I don't go to a whole lot of public rallies. Every once in a while, uh, I'll show up at you know a Harley event or something like that. But I don't really do the big public rallies, especially now. Not to sound too too you know conceited or whatever, but it, I do draw a little bit of a presence, and it's uh, you know it's it kind of takes away from it you know, being out there and, and I got my friends with me and I got my people with me and I'm trying to have a good time. And, and people that love me from TikTok, you know, they, they want to hang out and, uh, and it just kind of takes away from, so I end up like sitting at somebody's table that I don't know and hanging out with people that I don't know all day while my friends are like doing what they do. And I've just kind of gotten to where I don't, I don't do a whole lot of it. You know? No, I know, I know where you're coming from on that one. I really do know where you're coming from on that one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it happens for sure, especially at the rallies. Yeah, yeah it so does. let me ask you this. So I watch a lot of your lives when you're on it. I think you do a couple a week. Um, and obviously, I mean, the girls love you, man. I just want to know, how does your wife deal with your with your kind of, you know, your TikTok fame and all these women that are always asking you like all about you? Because uh, I yeah. see I always see you deflect all the questions, but I wonder if she's ever getting like, hey, man, enough TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You know, believe it or not, she moderates most of my stuff. She sits behind the camera and she gets a kick out of it. And um, and a lot of times her friends get on there and go to talking shit and she gets a <laughs> kick out of it. But, um, you know, I've been with her since 2005. We got married in 09 and we've got a pretty secure relationship. And just being on the scene, you know, we've been through so much together. She doesn't worry about that kind of I'm, I'm at a point in my life. I don't chase women. I really don't. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I'm, I'm chasing money at this point in my life. And, and, uh, yeah, you're, you're like me. It's too much worse work uh, chasing women anymore at our age. <laughs> it really is, and you know, I and and so drag. You know, drag. I call her dragon. She doesn't worry about me at all, um, and she really doesn't need to. You know, uh, I pretty much keep my nose clean. You know, I really do. I. I just don't chase. I don't chase women. I enjoy their company. I like hanging out with them on TikTok. I, I went all the way across the country with Dragon to meet one of my favorite TikTokers who is a female. Uh, and now she she doesn't mind at all. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. What kind of what days do you go live so everybody knows? <clears throat> you know, I try to go live. I usually try to go live on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, but you, you know, you never know if I, if I'm on a whim, I'll just do it. I don't normally do it on the weekends cause I'm, at, I'm usually riding or I'm at, you know, an event or something, but usually Mondays and Thursdays is when you can catch me on a live. And then I make new content usually five or six days a week. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And sky just said about your TikTok, uh, she said it's clean and good conversation. Which is yeah. amazing for TikTok, man. Holy cow, man. I call it the cesspool of social media. I can only imagine what you go through. I brag about how do I don't have to wear gray, gray sweatpants to get views. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll spend about 10 minutes, maybe, like in my comments. And uh, of course, you know, we, uh, we do a little bit different, obviously, content. But man, the hate on TikTok, dude, they just love to spout it. And I'm like, dude, Jesus, I don't, I couldn't live in there. But every once in a while, I'll get in and I'll mess with a few people here and there. But man, it is. Do you get a lot of that? And do you read any of it? And do you, I mean, you probably don't even care, but. You know, every morning when I'm drinking my coffee, and, and eating my breakfast, I read all of my DMs and all of my, my comments that I can and before I run out of time. And I don't normally reply, but I do see it all. I do see it all. And, and I don't censor people unless they, unless they get like vile. You know what I mean? Uh, I do try to keep my page wholesome. You know, I'm glad Skylar noticed that, but it, but, I, you know, I respect everybody's opinion unless they get vile and ugly and, and mean and, you know, real personable. I, I, I let all the comments stay, you know, for the most part. I just leave them up. Yeah. If Good you guys call in and ask your favorite biker a question, you can do so. Only thing we will not allow is question about clubs or any of that type of stuff. But if you want to ask uh, 
your favorite biker question you can 847-957-1656 we got them on uh what's some of your favorite tiktokers out there uh gray my favorite ones well you know i i watch uh i've got quite a few good friends on there wit wicked is one of my favorites she's a newer creator she just hit to ten thousand followers but i have a feeling she's gonna get really big she's got very creative content uh you know i don't i don't have a whole lot that i watch i watch black dragon quite a bit he and i get along um but as far as me you know just just any one that i'm always looking for you know, they're all of the ones that I used to really watch kind of left, you know, from the beginning. There's they're just, you know, all the comedians that were here. They've all kind of left. Um, so, no, I, I, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that I that I really watch on a regular basis. Uh, other than Wit Wicked, she's hilarious. She makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's a spam caller, but go oh, ahead. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so we could take a call or. No, that was a spam. Oh, it was a spam. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, I actually am putting together something because I, I, you know, I get more hate than most people probably, but because uh, obviously what we do, but I want to put together a, a version of like uh, mean tweets and just call it uh, something like that. So I already, uh, you know, uh, Mickey Knuckles, he's, he's pretty good. I watch him too. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. so I've reached out to him. I reached out to a few creators and uh, and I'm getting a little list together. I want to put you on that list and maybe we'll do a fun, you know, me, you, Hollywood, uh, him and a few people and just uh, read some of the uh, some of the I would call them like mean messages or something. But I thought it would be funny to to, you know, because, man, people just write the craziest stuff every once in a while. So for sure. For sure. Yeah, I know who Mickey Knuckle is. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty that's good. Good stuff. So. What's the meanest you ever got uh, on TikTok, uh, Gray? The meanest I ever got? Okay. All right. Um, I, I, got, I got doxxed. You know what I mean? Um, I got doxxed, and, uh, and the guy was threatening me, right? Like, real violence. And so, uh, and so he turns out that he was, um, that he was with a, you know, another organization. And so I did try to set up a boxing match. You know what I mean? I was like, I had enough. You know, I might be 45, but I can still, man, I can still box. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm 6'5". I'm not a little guy. You know, I, the camera doesn't do me any justice. Holy uh, smokes. I never would have guessed that. That's crazy. You know, no, I'm, a, I'm actually a pretty, I dwarf most men when I'm standing next to them. And it, the camera just does me no justice at all. But, but uh, no, I, I tried to set up a boxing match with that guy. He really did get under my skin. But I have had, I have had some really mean ones. I mean, I've had women that have uh, just spread outright lies. I've been accused of, of all kinds of heinous stuff. And it's just people looking for a reaction. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like people I've never met, cities I've never been to. Um, they're, they're really, you know, I, I've had some pretty heinous stuff, but you have to have a really, um, you have to have really high self-esteem and a really high level of confidence to even get on any of these platforms and do any of this. So I, I don't let most of it get to me at all. Yeah. hundred percent. What is, uh, has, I know when you get to a certain amount of people following you that, uh, brands will reach out. Is there a brand that reached out to you? Like, why are you even getting in touch with me because that is totally not my people or if yeah. there, is there a good one that you like to work with i have not i have not settled with any any brands i have been in talks and uh so far i haven't uh i haven't actually uh, uh decided or had any i've never haven't settled with anybody most of them i found they want me to work basically for free and i'm not doing that uh and i'm not putting my name on something that i don't know about and i don't like and so I haven't really worked with any brands yet, but the funniest one was a, a video game company out of Japan that made video games. And I didn't, I didn't even know anything about any of the games or the game that they wanted me to promote. I couldn't even pronounce it. And <laughs> I looked it, looked it up online. I couldn't even find any English subtitles for it. Like it was, I just, I don't have a clue what it was. <laughs> Chris, uh, asks, uh, you guys can ask questions through the chat too. And I'll read them off. He asks any legal issues with TikTok or censored stuff. Legal issues. I haven't run into any, 
any serious legal issues. Um, I have had to get in touch with my attorney a couple of times on different things. Um, I have had people, you know, try to, you know, use my likeness. And there's a lot of people that, that take my videos and go and put them on other platforms and profit for them and all of that stuff. Um, I guess that just kind of comes with the territory. You know what I mean? But I, I haven't had any serious issues yet. And hopefully I don't. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a day job? So I am a retired veteran, right? Um, and uh, I do get a pension. And, I, and I'm an entrepreneur. I spend most of my time these days working on my clothing and my, uh, in my, in my TikTok stuff. It actually does pay. Um, it it kind of has turned into a job, like self-employed, I guess. But I've started a few, uh, a few organizations and... Uh, I, I keep myself busy with, I was an ice cream man for a long time. I keep myself busy with all kinds of different stuff. Um, I'll buy into something and I'll do it for a while and then I'll sell it and I'll, I'll do something else. But I just Wait, don't man, sit you, still well. Were you like an ice cream man, like in a van, like, you know, playing the songs and going to the neighborhood? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> better than that, better than that. So I actually had a boat, right? And I, and I put oh, it ice on cream a really, boat. Yeah, I, I put it on a really, I, actually, I owned a couple of trucks and I had a boat and, and I had a partner and we had a small fleet and we had a, uh, a few people that worked for us. And yeah, we, we sold ice cream and it was one of the most fun, rewarding experiences I ever had. Uh, but yeah, I've I had see. all kinds of jobs. I've had all kinds of jobs. I've done all kinds of stuff, uh, working for myself, just, you know, stuff that, that gains my interest and in, until it doesn't. And then I'll just kind of sell out and then go do something else. Yeah. Uh, douche, uh, he asked, has your TikTok gone from being just for fun to blowing up and becoming more of a business and possibly a burden? So I'm not at a point where it's a burden yet. And we are, I am trying to expand it into, a, you know, do some podcast stuff and I'm trying to help out some, do, I want to do some charity work. It's really important to me, uh, the shoot a deuce campaign. I want to, I want to try to do some charity work. And so, you know, as far as the time it takes me, I usually spend probably an hour out of every day doing my content, coming up with content, you know, between, between just doing takes and meditation and, and coming up with ideas for content. It, it takes about an hour out of every day, unless I do a live feed and then it takes more like an hour and a half, two hours, but so far it doesn't feel like work. It's still fun, you know, so far. So, uh, yeah, you do got a radio voice, man. You need to get into the podcast and you got that radio voice. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I would love, I'm, I'm looking into it. I had an agent. I don't think I do anymore. Um, I probably need to get another one, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, yeah, we'll yeah. do something fun, man. Uh, and it's good. I love, you know, like I said, we love collaborating and doing a bunch of stuff. And, uh, how do you come up with your content? You just, uh, kind of see what's going on in the world. You, do you stay away from anything? Yeah. You know, I try my best to stay away from, um, from most social issues. I really do people. That's what divides America right now and um, social issues. And so I, I do touch on them here and there. I do every once in a while, I touch on certain, certain issues, but I try to stay away from, for, for the most part, stay away from politics and social issues, because I really am trying to bring people together that are, that are like-minded, even though they don't realize it. And, and it's really funny because, because I'll see people in the comment section when they go, hang on, you voted for who? And they'll start having whole ass conversations. <laughs> like I've been following you for, you know, and, and uh, they, they have no idea. I, you know, I kind of like to keep it that way. You know? Yeah. Now I like to know because you're in Texas mm -hmm. and I'm real big into biker rights. How bad is the profiling down in Texas right now? Because we hear all kinds of horror stories of how the cops are. Uh, it, let us know yeah, what it truly no, like. I'll, I'll tell you it's it's a good old boy system you know what that is right like like it's 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 that's what it is if you're from the area you know like me i live in a really small community and uh and all of the police officers they know who i am you know they pulled me over they've 
They've taken their videos. They've taken their pictures. They, you know, they, and they do that. They'll pull you over. They'll make you take your shirt off and the whole deal. And they'll, and I've seen people that absolutely dropped all the way down to their boxer shorts and they, and they'll just take pictures of you and video you and kind of interview you on the side of the road. And then once they know who you are, for the most part, they leave you alone. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. And that, that is how it is. But because they know who everybody is, you know, you ain't getting away with a whole lot. You know what I mean? There's, you, you just, you're just, you are being watched. Uh, they do take note. They know every hangout. They know every bar you go to. If, if your bike sits in front of somebody's house, they're marking it down. You know what I mean? Like they really do. They, and it doesn't matter. You know, I'm not a felon. I don't have a, cr a criminal record. Uh, I've been to jail a couple of times for BS misdemeanor stuff and never even got charged for or beat charges, stuff like that. But I, I don't have any kind of a criminal record. And, and I don't get harassed in my hometown. But if I leave here and I go to a big city, uh, you know, yeah, there's a real good chance that I'm going to get pulled over. They're going to pull me over. They're going to get me on the side of the road and, and keep me there for an hour or so and search through my motorcycle and search my person and uh, take pictures. Now, it's every, every department's different, but they absolutely do. You know, they have fun with us out here. They have fun with us. Road Rage says, don't forget all, uh, all of us little people that were there in the early days with you on TikTok. Now that you have blown up and doing these shows with you, John. <laughs> Road, Road Rage, I know who you are. Right on, bro. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. Well, what advice? Because uh, there is a lot of stuff in the news about how the profiling is down there. What would you say to somebody that's from out of state that's riding their motorcycle through Texas uh, yeah. that might want to know? Well, I'll tell you, in Texas, you can talk your way into jail real quick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean that's so. So if you get if you if you come into Texas, make sure you've got your documentation. I mean your your insurance for your bike. You know this is a in this state. Everybody says you don't have to have a helmet on, but you know if you don't have insurance, you're supposed to have a helmet on, right? If you don't have a certain level of insurance, unless they just changed it, and so. You know, make sure you've got your up-to-date paperwork. Make sure you've got a motorcycle endorsement um, because you're, there's a real good chance that you're going to get pulled over if, you, if you're really cruising around in Texas. The, once you hit a small town, a small community, and the sheriffs and the highway patrolmen don't know who you are, there's a real good chance they're going to pull you over just to see who you are. And if you don't have the, the proper documentation, they're going to impound your bike. They're going to possibly take you to jail. And if you're rude or mean talking shit to them, you're going to go to jail. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you the minute that you lose your shit and start getting ugly, realize that you're about to get on the ground and you're about to go to jail. Like just stay cool. If you don't want to go to jail, that's, that's just the best thing I can tell you, man. I, I really do. I'm yes, sir. And no, sir. You know, when they pull me over, you know, I'm, I'm uh, with all due respect. I feel like I'm in the service again when they pull me over. <laughs> you know? I'm oh, like, yeah. sir, with all due respect, I'm just having a, a nice little ride and I'm not trying to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, great. Is that you? Yeah, we know you. All right. You're good, man. Have a, have a good night. And that's exactly how it goes. You know, so. Did it get worse after Waco Twin Peaks with the profiling. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, um, uh, I live pretty far from Waco. It's about a four hour ride, but there was uh, clubs all over Texas that rolled them up, man. I mean, people quit riding with their cuts on uh, all kinds of different clubs uh, that you would never think would do that. But people rolled them up. Um, you know, that's actually how I ended up starting my own club was because there was I couldn't find anyone to ride on. <laughs> and so, like, you know, a year and a half, two years after after the Waco deal, I was like, screw it, I'll start my own club. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now, uh, so, yeah. I know we're not we're not gonna get too much into MC stuff, but I do want to know what is your like um you know, we talked a little bit about about clubs. Do you think that it's are there not as many people riding now than when you started? Do, have you seen that, or is that uh, something that uh, the younger guys uh, getting motorcycles and starting just to ride, even if they're not in a club? Do you see less of them today than you did when you started? You know, no, I see. I'm seeing um, 
I'm seeing a lot of younger guys. Um, the problem is I'm seeing a lot of younger guys that really aren't being brought in right, man. And they're not lasting long or they're going to jail. They're not really learning how to do the thing. Um, that's one of the reasons that I do, you know, the TikTok series that I do. I really am trying to help, you know, keep the guys out of trouble and keep the guys safe on the road. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of younger guys out here. Uh, it goes in waves. It goes in waves. You know, you'll see, you'll see all of a sudden you'll get, you know, a dozen new guys on the scene that are all in the same age group. And they all kind of, you know, got a job somewhere together and they're all like, Hey, let's get motorcycles. You know, so I don't know how, how it happens, but it kind of comes in waves where all of a sudden you do got a whole lot of young guys and then you'll have years where you don't have so many, but right now, I am seeing a lot of young guys hitting the scene, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, we got our uh, first hater, hater, Marco and uh, Gray. Uh, Mike, uh, I'll give you guys a chance to respond, but my uh, response to him is blow me. Uh, <laughs> Kale goes, bikers have no identity or self-awareness. That's why they gravitate towards a group and a group mentality. They can't stand on their own two feet as men can't be their own men they are truly pathetic well you know you are watching a biker channel so who's pathetic and not we we can uh, talk about but go ahead uh, i'll give you first time <laughs> at the hater gray all right well i mean i actually hear that quite a bit and all i can say is if you've never felt camaraderie then yeah i mean you don't you don't have any idea you know if you've never been you know on the road with 20 30 50 people that you love listening to that, to those motorcycles go down the road. You don't understand how addicting it is, but, um, but there is a certain amount of camaraderie. And, and I always say that the man makes the patch. The patch doesn't make the man. I think that's a huge, a huge deal. You know, people think that, that people join a club so that they have a certain identity, you know, but you see the old timers out there letting you know that, that I am who I am without the club. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. You hit the nail on the head, man. And that you just explained how I explain to all my friends that aren't in clubs that this the feeling of riding with your brothers somewhere, twenty, thirty deep, going to a place, having fun, being on a on a mission, doing stuff. It's just there's nothing like it, man. And you know, I would say uh, for me, you know, I grew up playing team sports. I played a very high level of hockey when I was growing up. I played football, and and, and to have that same sort of you know dependence on guys and to be yeah. around guys. I mean, that's to me, it's it's sort of that same. I wasn't in the military, but and I know a lot of guys. It's sort of sort of like that there. But I would also liken it to team sports and and yeah. just being able, to, you know, working towards a common goal. For me, there's nothing better. Yeah. Well, here's and, another one. Here, you know, you guys were talking about the younger kids, and <laughs> we're on the upper age range, and we usually, you know, us that ride uh, cruisers and stuff, we bash on the kids that ride the sports bikes. But if you were younger. Wouldn't you want to get on a bike like that, uh, Gray? Because they can, yeah. you know, I have to say, they can ride better than we can. Uh, you know, a lot of those bikes, a lot of those bikes are fun. I mean, I almost bought uh, a little CB not that long ago. Um, if you like two wheels, you like two wheels. You know, I'm not going to drive across the country on one of those things. But I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, they're fun, you know. They're fun to just zoom around town on, you know. But but be safe, you know. I Let me like ask it. you this: This was a big debate going on, on TikTok. I'm glad we actually got you on here because uh, I wanted to see what you think of this stuff. The thing is, uh, you're you're rolling by yourself and you're on the highway and you come up on a pack of maybe they're one percenters, but just a motorcycle club. What is your etiquette for? Do you pass them? Do you stay back? This was huge a while back. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, personally. Uh, I mean, my etiquette with the way I handle it, if I rolled up on a big pack, I would approach really, really slow from the opposite lane, make sure that the guy in the very back saw me, right? And, and I would be watching him. And as soon as he sees me, I'm going to give him a, a friendly wave, a nod, a deuce, something, right? Let him know it's all good. And then I'm going to wait for him to wave me through or I'm just, I'm just going to sit back, uh, and, uh, you know, normally those packs don't stay on the road for more than 70, 80 miles at a time. Uh, they're going to turn off at some point. And so to me, you know, the respectful thing is don't 
zoom past them because people are going to turn their head. It's going to cause issues. You know what I mean? I, uh, uh, I just don't like causing any, any kind of, uh, condition that's going to, that's maybe going to cause somebody to wipe out, man. You know? So I just, I just approach it real slow and cautious. Well, last uh, question, and this is going to probably be a debate we might agree on and not agree on, but I think the younger kids have better looking women than we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, what does Quagmire say? What does Quagmire say on, on Family Guy about the, the younger women? The coolest thing about all of the younger women is every year I get older and they all stay the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is good. They dress yeah. a lot different than ours did back then. Hey, you know, speak for yourself. I um the the women that I roll with, they love to dress scantily. And uh we actually have to let them know we're like, hey, you know, there's gonna be kids at this event, you gotta like you gotta put clothes on and stuff. Uh but yeah, you know, um I mean, that's one of the benefits of being a biker, man, is the uh, is the chicks. Come on, dude. It's yeah, bikes, bikes I mean, it's, and chicks. I'm all about it. I'm always super <laughs> nice. You know, I'm always super nice to them. Um, you know, I think you, you, you don't have a good clubhouse. You don't have a good party unless there's a whole lot of good-looking women around. You know what I mean? Like, it just it doesn't matter if you're single or not. If there's not good-looking women in, in the room, it's not a party yet, right? What I can say, though, is these women now uh, that are young, they can ride some of these women oh, you know, yeah. I, oh yeah i know i know in our day we always looked at them like a bunch of butches and stuff and that finally changed oh and you mean can, motorcycles yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> all and right ride man you know yeah. especially younger ones on these rockets and stuff they did you know do the tricks and all that stuff it's come a long way for women and motorcycles for sure, man. For sure. I, you know, I've actually tried to get a group of the women out here to start their own little club. Uh, and uh, it's been years ago now. And there was a group of them that said, yeah, we want to have a club. Will you sanction us? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, it's nothing cooler to me than than uh, having a, a group of women show up to the clubhouse on bikes and they all want to party. And like, I mean, I mean, that just sounds like a great time to me. Um, so we don't really have a lot of that out here. Does Dragon ride or does she ride on the back of yours? She she rides on the back. Dragon is very tiny. She's five foot tall. Um, she is she's never even been brave enough to try to to hold a motorcycle up. Uh, but she, there's no way she could ride any of mine. They're just too big for her. But, uh, right. no, she just, yeah, she's never tried. Yeah. She likes being on the back. It's just that's Just good enough. Work close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, uh, we were real happy to have you on the show. Uh, you know, he goes by your favorite biker on TikTok. I really enjoy watching his stuff every day. Uh, I know you will too. Uh, go ahead and go over there and follow. I think it's called follow over there, not subscribe, right? Yeah, it's yeah follow. they follow. Well, they do subscribe also. You can subscribe also, and you never miss content. They do two setups over there. Rock on. Well, it was a joy having you on, uh, Gray, and I hope uh, that your uh, new uh, movement takes off. It's something that's really needed within the biker scene as a whole. Get back to having fun, partying, uh, you know, doing your thing with your women. Uh, it would just be nice to see that go back. But Hey, uh, man. Yeah. All day. All day. Yeah. Hey, thank you all very much for having me on your show. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of both of y'all, and, and uh, I was really excited to be here today. So thank you very much for having me on. You're right, awesome. man. We'll keep in touch, man. And if you need help with the podcast, just let me know. Yeah. Hey, hit we'll us, do. We'll hit me up. up. Yeah, we'll you got do your it. email. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We'll talk to you later. That was awesome, Marco. Yeah. Yeah, that you know, was, he's right. a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, it was really fun with the positivity that he was bringing. Uh, he's got his movement to deuces. Uh, I think that's something that the, the community really needs to know, and it's good that it's getting out on TikTok as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of followers, man, and he uh, he's, he's a pretty positive dude. And let me tell you something. In today's day and age, a little positivity in the biker scene is a very welcome sight, in, if you ask me. Right, right. What about you, man? What was your uh, first rally, man? I didn't get uh, to hear that from you before we get out of here. 
Oh, man, my first one. I've Well, there's been a few. I guess, um, man, you know what's funny is I, I've gone to like a not I've, you know i've never been to daytona daytona bike week i've been wanting to do that but i just haven't and i've never been to sturgis so if you haven't gone to those two uh then you really haven't gone to any big ones so i've been to a lot of little ones i grew up in maryland so there's a lot in the maryland dc baltimore area that that are just a little bit smaller but uh I, i've never done a big one uh i went to sandusky this week which is or a couple weeks ago here in ohio which is probably the biggest one that i've done so far and Sky says all his content is positive and smart. That's what we need more of uh, yeah. right there. Uh, Mondays on the Hollywood and Marco show, we're doing this series, Whiskey, Women, Party, and whatever. We're just talking about the good that happens in the scene. If you'd like to come on, just uh, get a hold of us. We'll uh, sit there. We're going to have to start telling people bring some drinks, though, man. If they don't drink, bring your Coke, man. We'll toast it. I like it, man. Maybe we'll start the show with a shot, then we'll end the show with a shot, and then we'll be good to go. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Oh, man. I do miss uh, the uh, good rallies, man, where the women just run around naked on the bikes. Oh. You got a guy in front or a guy in the middle to get brought in the front, the back. Good stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's why, seriously, I mean, when I, obviously, I love motorcycles, but, you know, being in the bike scene, man, motorcycles and the biker chicks, is there anything better? I don't think so. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> no. What uh, do you got coming up on your stuff uh, this week? Uh, we're going to, uh, well, you know, I'm doing, um, obviously, the the biker news, anything that breaks. Uh, today, I'm, I had a little bit of a equipment issue, so I'm putting out a video here in just a couple of minutes. And then uh, on my other channel uh, called One Harley Nation, we're going to be, I talked to that chopper guy. I finally got that interview all cut up. We're going to be putting that out. So, so it's a chopper builder in Toledo, Ohio. He's really cool. He's got, actually, speaking of events, he's got... This event last year probably had about 5,000 people to it, so it's starting to be one of the real big events here in Ohio. Uh, it takes place on a farm, and uh, he talks a little bit about that, so I'm excited about that. Good, good, good. You also have some breaking news that you showed me right before uh, we came on air. Uh, you, got the story big, <laughs> you got a huge scoop on that one, man. Yeah, that's uh, you Give us a little uh, rundown or what? Well, I want to confirm it first. I got to confirm it first. So it's the story that never dies, actually. That's what I'm going to be calling it. <laughs> but uh, I guess and there's some people. To be on Marco's station, man, uh, you're going to want to hear this one. All I can tell you was Hollywood was right. Uh, you, you know, Hollywood <laughs> was right all the time. Uh, but uh, what do you think about the women nowadays, man? You think that they're actually better riders? Than most. Uh, you know, it's a good, it's a real good point you bring up, man. Uh, I think, I don't know if they're better, but I think they're just more girls riding. I think girls in the 80s and 90s liked to be on the back. I think that was sort of the style. There were a few, obviously, that had their own bikes, but it was it not as prevalent. It didn't help that we were calling them butches all the time, but mm. uh, it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. And obviously, the girls on the bikes uh, that I liked were the, uh, the ones that were posing on the choppers and the centerfold pictures of uh, Easy Rider and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I just think that uh, in, in today's day and age, I run into a lot of girls actually in today's day. They're like, they have their own bikes. And I'll be like, hey, jump on the back of mine. They're like, you know what? I want to ride mine. I'm like, you know what? Good, good for you. That's good too. They, they, I think they're independent and they like it. And uh, listen, man, if they like to ride, uh, you know, again, there's nothing better than girls and motorcycles and drinking and partying. You got that right. Uh I'll be getting our uh, intro uh, together for next week. I'm always, you know, he's always working me over here. Uh, but uh, I mean, I didn't want to bring up that you said you had a brand new. I was super excited for this new open and you just threw something down. So, I mean, you're going to, you know, you know. What to do is get a jingle, but I can't get it. I can't figure out how to get it. You know, something that says the Hollywood and Marco, you know, in a, one of the jingle forms with uh, yeah. radio. Yeah, I just yeah. can't figure it out. And here you are in radio and. <laughs> Well, I'll Can't see what I can. Your people to produce one for us, just the sound at least. I hmm. can put the video together. Yeah, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. It was a great show. I loved having uh, your favorite biker over on TikTok hanging out with us today. Again, if you are wanting to come on the show, talk about some whiskey and women, the good old party days. Let us know. That's what we're doing on Mondays. We'll catch y'all later. Rock on, baby. Have a good one.
I said goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when 